We have to redefine success, not just as the check boxes, the career development award, the grant, the whatever that happens to have these things. And then your nice to haves are behind. Your nice to haves are balanced. Your nice to haves are enjoyment. If you're in this, if then, if you're in this, once this happens, then my life will have balance. Once this happens, something you're going to achieve. Once I achieve this point, then I will have my balance and enjoyment and my flexibility. We'll be able to have balance. Y'all, it is not true. It's never been true. And I invite you to decouple. Hello, hello. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. So the truth is I get messages all the time from people who are like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is too good. I definitely want to do more. How can I work with you? Like, where is the front door? And so if that's you and you're a woman of color faculty in academic medicine or public health, just keep listening. The question is, are you building the academic career you want or hard at work checking boxes on everyone else's to-do list? A successful career doing the work that you love doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your values, your family, or your joy. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and get to learning the strategies that will 3X your productivity, hone your passions into grant-funded projects, and create the career you worked so hard to achieve. If you have been to every career development or professional development workshop that sounded great, but didn't actually deal with the kind of institutional pressures you face. If you are working hard, but somehow stuck in inefficiency, putting everyone else's priorities first. If you spent years training and sacrificing to become academic faculty, and here you are still working when you don't want to be on the projects you care most about. I'm here to tell you that you can walk away from this institutional mindset forever and take control of your career with clarity and strategy. Every day, I help women of color faculty in academic medicine and public health, like you, reframe and recreate their academic life so that they can channel their ideas, passions, and skills into grant-funded work with institutional support. And that is why this episode is brought to you by Get That Grant, our six-month comprehensive high-performance coaching program for high-achieving women of color faculty in academic medicine and public health who are ready to reclaim career control and secure grant funding doing the work they love. In Get That Grant, we help you kick imposter syndrome to the curb for good so you lead your career with clarity and confidence. We help you learn productivity and strategy skills for grants and papers 
to maximize your chances of success without wasting your time, abandoning your passion, or working yourself into the ground. We help you build the foundation for an amazing and fulfilling academic career, changing your life and the lives of everyone your work will touch. Yes, this future is possible for you, and it's waiting on you to take the first step. If you are ready for career success without sacrifice, without suffering, then I encourage you to join our waitlist at kemidole.com backslash grant. After you join the waitlist, you will be notified when the next Get That Grant cohort will be enrolling. Your application process will include an in-depth career foundations assessment, helping you identify the gaps in your foundation that are holding you back from enjoying the career you worked so hard to achieve. No more secret worrying that the career you really want isn't really possible. This career assessment will show you exactly where you need to focus to level up your experience and your impact. Join the waitlist today to get in line. Visit kemidole.com backslash grant to sign up. See you soon. Hey there. So this week we are bringing you one of my very animated, (laughs) spicy live streams from Instagram, where I wanted to talk a little bit about decoupling success from suffering. To me, this is a how-to episode, but the how-to is not certain actions you're taking. It really is a shift in perspective. So I just want to encourage you, this is one of those messages that it's like, just sit back and just like, take it in, like let the words land, let the shift happen mentally. Take the pressure off of thinking, I need to do something, I'm gonna take a different action. I know some of you take notes on every episode, like almost like drop that part of it so much because I really think, I really think, I don't know, 90%, 95% here of the how to decouple my desire for success with a feeling that it must come along with suffering and therefore practicing that in real life and having those two things be constantly overlapped, the quote unquote work to undo that is almost all shifting your perspective and changing what the goal is. And so this live stream is really about giving you a chance to kind of sit back, close your eyes and just walk with me through a different mental model and just see how it feels on the other side. That's what I want. That's what I want you to do with this episode. And you know, it was spicy. It was a live stream. So get ready, get ready for some emotion and excitement. All right, strap in y'all. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy this. Let me know what you thought. Today, we are talking about decoupling success from suffering. And so this is going to be quick. This is going to be a brief one. And I mean it this time because I have something to do. (laughs) All right. Decoupling success from suffering. I'm going to tell you right now, this is unapologetically for my high achievers. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't identify as a high achiever, if you're not like, oh, I'm trying to like go for the best. I'm trying to reach my full potential. You know, I'm trying to be successful. Like if you do not identify that way, you're going to listen to this and be like, what are y'all talking about? (laughs) You're going to be like, this is not my ministry. I don't know what this is. So I just want to give you permission. Like you can hang out, you know, you can listen to us. You might even laugh at us. It's fine. Like we're okay with who we are, right? Can I get a high five for my high achievers? That We're okay with that. 
But to be honest, this probably will not really make a lot of sense or resonate if you do not identify that way. So first, I want to define success and suffering from how I see like myself <laughs> and also like how I hear from the people I tend to work with the most about that, especially when we get started. So we have a lot of goals in academic medicine, like we have institutional checkboxes, we need to get that career development award. We want to get the big independent research award. We want to get a center grant. We want leadership positions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like these are the goals that we have, right? These are the goals. Distinguish this from success, right? These are the goals we have. Oh, my goal is to get funding. My goal is to publish in a high impact journal. My goal is this, this, and that, right? So that's pretty clear for us high achievers, right? Success is interesting, <laughs> When you ask people, well, what would you consider success, right? Sometimes we'll just relist those goals. But how do people, why do people feel like they're successful? Like I've been asking people like, well, what happened that made you feel like, okay, I'm successful? Well, so in addition to like, maybe I checked a box, one of the things is success is visibility, right? Like, well, you know, I'm invited to speak on this panel or, you know, my work was featured, editor's choice publication, not just published, right? getting funded, like in a very, very prestigious for a very prestigious award. So there's visibility that goes into that. The different roles that we're asked to occupy can signify success. Well, they only offer this to 10 people. I was one of them, right? That's how I know I've been successful. They're thinking about me. So we understand that like, yes, these are the goals I have, but my markers of success tend to be something I can point to and be like, see, that happened. I'm successful now. That happened. I'm successful now. Okay. So some of those end up being check boxes. Some of those can overlap with the goals and some of this. So to be honest, like kind of stay nebulous in a way, but I get it. Like, I'm not even critiquing that. Like I get it when you're like, well, you know, my paper was cited X number of times when they decided to do a panel on this topic, they invited me and one other person. Like I'm success. Like, yeah, I can see that visibility and I can see that. Yes, I am successful. So high achievers, we have both very tangible markers of success. Like we can tell you, like, it's because I got my K award funded. It's because, you know, I published six papers last year. That was my goal. So like we have those, but then I want to offer, we also, we have a very hyper awareness. We're very aware of these other measures of success, like the visibility, like the roles we carry, like when we're asked for our input, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So that's how I'm defining success. And the bottom line is, that's what we're here to do. We're here to be successful. If you're not here to be successful, you probably don't identify as a high achiever. <laughs> really kidding is laughing. <laughs> but like, yes, that's what we're here for. We're very clear about that. And there's no confusion. And again, if you don't identify, I know that we're weird. But if you do, you know what I'm talking about. We are here to be successful. Okay. And then there's like the nice to have stuff, right? Where we're like, you know. The other thing is that like, it would be good to have balance. <laughs> it would be good to have balance in my life. Maybe you've even listened to me. So you've bought into this concept, you know, of like, mm, I should try to make my success sustainable. So it's good to have balance. It's good if I can like have enjoyment in my career, you know, like it will be good if I had some freedom, some flexibility, right? Like these are the nice to haves. Like I want those, like they would be nice. Like, it's not like I'm somebody who does not want balance. Of course I want balance, right? But the success is what is required. Like the success is non-negotiable. You know, the balance, the enjoyment, the freedom, the flexibility are 
nice to have. I want them, but we got it. But the success is non-negotiable. And I think we're oriented this way without even like realizing it, but we are. And it makes sense for the way we were trained, right? I've talked about this last week. Like we're trained to sacrifice. We're trained to suffer. We're trained to like hit those marks and have everything else come next. So if that's you, first of all, welcome. You're super normal. This is a lot of us. But this is what that ends up meaning though, is that when the balance of our careers and our lives, when the enjoyment of our own careers, when our freedom, when our flexibility are just like, nice to have, (laughs) like it would be great if, if the success that is required, period, required, that is like non-negotiable, I did not come here to be mediocre, okay? If that success requires suffering, then that just is what it is. It just is what it is because I didn't come here to be mediocre. I didn't come here to fail. (laughs) I came here to win. I came here to be successful. I mean, it's not that I want to suffer, but if the success requires suffering, then boo, we gonna suffer and figure it out. You know, like I will figure it out because that's the thing that's non-negotiable. The success part, the balance, the enjoyment of my career, the freedom, the flexibility, that's nice to have. It would be great if maybe I could figure out how to. Success first, then the nice to haves. If success equals suffering, so be it, right? So that's rough. Now, and I know we know we can handle rough. I know we're willing to do it. The thing about this that I'm going to tell you is actually not like you can't do it that way. You can. Most of us know people who've done it that way their whole career. A lot of them are bitter and angry, but they've done it. (laughs) They've done it. It has worked. So I'm not going to tell you. This is not possible. Like you can't keep doing it. You totally can keep doing it. Absolutely. You can. But here's the bottom line. If you believe that balance in your career, enjoyment in your career, having freedom and flexibility is really nice to have. It's not required, but it's really nice to have. This means that every time for you, every time you are going for success and suffering, you're fighting against yourself. You are fighting against yourself. Because you don't want that suffering. You want the nice to haves, but you're just willing to sacrifice that thing that you want. You're fighting against yourself. I just realized that we did not define suffering. So let's do that. Because I also, we need to define suffering for high achieving faculty because we don't know what that is either. Like, really, we don't. We're like, oh no, this is just the job. This is just the work. We don't understand. Like, no, this is suffering, boo. This is how I wanted to find suffering for y'all. Suffering is. (laughs) One, doing work that you do not want to do. Two, and or doing work when you might want to do the work, but doing work when you do not want to do it. No time control, right? Doing work when you do not want to be doing it. Doing work that you do not want to do or doing work that you want to do with people or on projects that you do not believe in. Yes, that is suffering. I know we think of suffering as being like, sleep deprived, et cetera, maybe being abused, being yelled at. I'm redefining it for you because us, the high achievers, the people who are here for the success period, we literally can't even recognize our own suffering because we think that that is just how you are successful. It's just self-denial is simply the way. That's just what you do. You do work you don't want to do. You work when you don't want to. 
whether that be nights, weekends, whether that be midday. I have no dog in the fight about when you want to work. I just want you to be working when you want to work and not work when you don't want to work. Okay. You get all the way to this career. And if you're still working when you don't want to work, that's suffering. If you are working on projects and things because you think you should, you need to, you have to, but you don't want to be there. You're giving the best of yourself to something you don't believe in, to a team that doesn't respect you, to a leader that you don't believe in. That is also suffering. All of these things are suffering. And this is why it's so particular for high achievers. This is why y'all have to hear me, is that when you identify this way, and when you are like, I want to be successful, these are the things that matter to me. I want to do the best I can. I want to be the best that I am capable of being. You are hyper aware. You're hyper aware of a mismatch. The mismatch between the potential that you have, what you could do, and what is actually happening. That's that feeling that you have, that you constantly need to do more. That's what's happening. It's actually not totally wrong. We just deal with it the wrong way. The feeling is telling you, this is not it. This could be better. You feel that, you know it. Gosh, why am I working like this? Why am I sending this in right before the deadline? Why am I putting my heart and soul into this project, but I don't even know if they're going to take it seriously. I don't even know if it's going to be like well-respected. I don't even know where that, I don't have any control over this, but here I am pouring myself into it. You have a very hyper sense aware of, how much your effort is actually matching your potential, how much your impact is matching what you're capable of doing. You need to understand that that feeling is very well developed in you. There's nothing wrong with you. That's part of that high achieving is that you can feel that mismatch. And what we do in that mismatch is we just go do more. We just go do more things. We take the feeling of, gosh, I could do more. It could be better. And we just go add more suffering because we don't understand. That the problem that what's happening is that you have conflated being successful as requiring suffering, working on things you do not want to do, working when you do not want to work, working on projects or with people you do not believe in. We have put those together as the same thing and constantly experiencing success as linked with suffering and then thinking, well, it would be nice to have balance. It would be nice to enjoy this. It would be nice to have freedom and flexibility. Yes, the <laughs> Girls Gone Hodge says, so the 11.59.59 p.m. submission is not normal. <laughs> First of all, thank you for the comment. Second of all, it is normal, but that doesn't mean it's ideal. I mean, I would say it's normal in that it's normalized. It's normalized to be working under that much stress, under that much tension at the last minute at all times. Just think about that. When you are working that way, you are not optimized to what you're capable of doing. You're not. You're working stressed. You're working after hours. You're working because there's too much going on. I just want to like bring us back to think about the fact that part of this is because I think we're not actually defining suffering well. Because when you're high achieving and when you have this drive in you to be the best and do the best, you're just so aware when you're not meeting that. You're so aware of that feeling inside you that I could do more. I know my work could have more impact. I know this could be better. First, I want to tell you, you're right. It's true. It could be better. But I want to tell you that often the tool we pick up is wrong. The tool we pick up is to trying to just survive the suffering. The tool we pick up is to try to go on vacation and reset things and then come back to the same bullshit. The tool that we pick up is to try to go do more. 
or to go find a passion project that we really love and then do it as volunteer. Like do it when we already have no time. You know, we, it's not funded. We already, our cup is already empty. We have to redefine success, not just as the check boxes, the career development award, the grant, the whatever that happens to have these things. And then your nice to haves are behind. Your nice to haves are balanced. Your nice to haves are enjoyment. If In case you're wondering, am I doing this? Like, I don't really know. I think I'm confused. Like maybe this is too meta for you all. I don't know. I want to give you a marker so you get a sense about if you do this. If you're wondering like, is this me? Am I like putting success ahead of my nice to haves? This is what it sounds like when you do that. Well, it's just as soon as I get this paper in, things will calm down. Oh, well, just as soon as this project ends, then I'll have balance again. Oh, as soon as I get this grant submission done, as soon as I get funded, then I'll stop working this way. As soon as I get X, if you're in this, if then, if you're in this, once this happens, then my life will have balance. Once this happens, something you're going to achieve. Once I achieve this point, then I will have my balance and enjoyment and my flexibility. Once I do this thing, then I'll have my boundaries that you are in this. You are in success coming first, suffering enmeshed with it, and the nice to have behind because none of those things are true. The biggest lie that us high achievers have to detox from is that increased success is going to give us more freedom. It's going to give us that we can get somewhere by working all over the place, chaotically, having no boundaries. And then once we get the R01, then we'll have boundaries. Once we get the funding, then we'll be able to have balance. Y'all, it is not true. It's never been true. And I invite you to decouple. And I'm talking to you about this because I want you to have a little bit more awareness of where you have decided that getting success just simply means working this way. Working, I'm going to define it inefficiently. Working, I'm going to define it painfully. Yes, they'll just ask you to do exactly. Girls Gone Hodge is like, thank you for being in the comments for me today. Yes, they will just ask you to do more. The way it starts is the way it goes. The way you got there is the way you'll continue until you make a clear decision. You know what? I'm redefining success. I'm going to say, you know what? I didn't come here to suffer. I didn't come here to be constantly working in a way that I don't want to be. You know why? Because as a high achieving person, it is not enjoyable to constantly feel like I'm not reaching my potential. It does not feel good to know that my work and my energy are not aligned with what I could do. It does not feel good to feel like I have to suffer for the success when because of who I am, the success is non-negotiable. I'm never going to tell y'all not to want to be successful, ever. You got to go to another podcast for this, another live stream. You got to go to somebody else's account because you're never going to hear that from me. I will never tell you, don't be successful. I will never tell you, you need to want less. I will never tell you, dream smaller. Hell no. Is that what we work for? Is that what you strain? Is that where, why you're here against odds to come here and be told, don't worry about being successful? Don't be, no, you're never going to hear that from me. So just so you know, if that's what you're waiting for, go. I'm never going to say that. I am never going to tell you not to be successful ever because I know you're capable. What I am going to tell you, and I will never stop telling you, is that you do not have to suffer to get there. 
you are capable of suffering to get there, but you do not have to suffer to get there. And the way forward is not to try to be a different person. It's not to say, I don't care about success anymore. Uh Uh-uh, that's not the way to go. Not if you're wired this way. The way to deprogram, to get ourselves out of suffering, being equal to success, is to redefine success. We can still be successful, but we gotta massage that definition. And success is no longer just the CDA, the R01, the visibility, the roles. No, success is getting all of those things while I have balance, while I have enjoyment, while I have freedom, while I have flexibility. And if you're listening to this and you're like, but that sounds impossible, that's perfect. Because isn't that what you do as a high achiever? Go after impossible goals. That's what you're oriented towards anyway. Whenever somebody tells you, I don't really think you can do that. You're like, get out the way, right? The only thing you have to hear is, well, I'm not really sure if you can do it. And you're like, excuse me, that's my cue. I've heard they've called for me. Let me go get this. Put some hearts up on the screen if you identify as somebody who is not afraid to tackle something that is hard. I learned that by myself early on, like whether, you know, we don't know where it comes from, you know, been in therapy a long time, but the bottom line is (laughs) if something's hard, I'm like, sounds good. Let's go for it. So it should not be intimidating for you to hear you're going to redefine your success, not just with the check boxes, not just with the grant funding, not just with the papers, not just with the visibility, but those and balance. I want both. I want both. When you're on the plane and they're like, do you want a soda or do you want some tea? Both. I want both. When you're in the store and you're like, do I want shorts or do I want a new pair of jeans? I want both. This is the both life. This isn't, should I have a salad or should I get the fries? Both. That's you because you are somebody who was already oriented towards hard things. You do challenges. I am telling you, there is a new and different and wonderful challenge waiting for you, which is that you're going to be successful with balance. Ooh, Dr. Delani is here. That's what I'm talking about. That's 16 H's. With the exclamation marks. Yes, both. Okay, DeCarla. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Both. Set yourself towards a definition of success that actually serves you. Oh my God, imagine. Set yourself towards a definition of success that actually serves you. I will publish six papers this year and have balance. I will write that R01 and have enjoyment. I will go after that role, that leadership level, that whatever, and have freedom and flexibility, both. That's what you have to do if you want to detox from this life. You redefine that success so it serves you. Somebody needs to write that down. I got to throw that up on Monday Motivation, don't y'all think? You got to redefine that success so that it serves you. And then you orient your natural, God-given, incredible, impossible to exhaust energy, 
passion and resilience towards that goal. Woo! Who going to stop you? Come on now. Come on. This is why I want to tell you this. Because you are capable. You're capable. We just have to actually step back from the grind. We have to step back from the everyday, everyday to remember, wait a minute, is this even the success that I'm supposed to be focused on? Like, that's what it is. All right. Set yourself up for a challenge and understand this. It's not impossible. Because here's the other thing about this is that I understand this too, because I used to do this. Also, high achievers, we're not interested in trying to do something that is actually impossible because we don't like to fail. (laughs) We got no interest in that. Raise your hand. Give me a heart up on the screen. If you were like, oh, yeah, I don't do failure. If you were the kind of kid or like adolescent who like tried something, you're like, oh, this could be cool. And you tried it and you knew in your heart, like, I am not good at this. And you were just like, nope. And people were like, well, did you have fun anyway? And you're like, doesn't matter. (laughs) Look at all the hearts. I'm not doing it. Okay. So here's the thing about us is that I recognize like as much as we have all of that in ourselves, right? We will not set ourselves to trying to go after something that is impossible. We don't like hoping for miracles. We do not like that feeling. We don't like being like, gosh, I just really hope. We're like, no, 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 no. Give me something to do that's possible. And when you're in a world of academics where the norm is success equals suffering, you got a lot of examples of how it's possible. And of course it is. Of course it's possible for you to suffer for your success. Of course. So it makes sense that we would set ourselves towards something, even though it doesn't serve us in the long run, because at least we know it's possible. And this is why I want to harp on this, because you got to shift from a place of thinking that an expanded definition of success that includes your own well-being is impossible. And I want you to consider that the only reason you think it's impossible is because the culture that you're in, because you have been socialized to not believe it is possible to have boundaries and to have balance and be successful. And that is it. And if you take one step, just one step, you don't have to change who you are. You take one step of going, you know what? Maybe that's where the bullshit is. Maybe it is possible. It might be hard. It might be challenging, but maybe it is possible for me to have both. Why would I want it if it wasn't possible? I'm about the both life. Let me get back on this success with balance, success with enjoyment, success with freedom, success with flexibility. Let me get back on that because as long as I believe a sliver, as long as I'm like, you know what? It might be a narrow, it might be a small chance. You know what I mean? It might be Luke Skywalker and the Death Star. You know, my nerd is coming through. But if there's a chance, as long as you, I know it's possible, I'm not waiting on a miracle, but it's possible, then get out of my way. Somebody put it in the chat. Get out of my way and let me get busy with having a definition of success that serves me. That's what I wanted to drop on y'all today. Expand your definition of success so that it serves you. We don't have to have the nice to have bucket. We get to want and we get to have both. Yes, to Carla say, get out of my way. Yes, if y'all wanna know why I am so passionate about this, It's because of this. If y'all want to know why I unapologetically put high achievers all over my content, I'm like, this is for high achievers. This is for high achievers. Because I know who I'm trying to work with. 
to be frank, I'm not trying to be rude. This is not trying to make anybody feel bad. But I work with high achievers because I know what y'all are like. I know what we can do. I know what it means to slightly adjust somebody, to help them redefine a couple of things internally, to give them a couple of tools and watch them take the F off. It will never get tired for me, ever. It is so freaking enjoyable. That is my ministry. So that's why you see that everywhere and it's not going to stop. All right, y'all. Success does not have to equal suffering. Expand your definition of success so that it actually serves you. That is the lesson for today. Take care. Love y'all. Send this to somebody who know you know needs to hear it. Bye. Ooh, congratulations to you who is still listening because the people who already stopped listening, y'all, they're going to miss out. They are about to miss out on an opportunity. So here's the thing. I would love to connect with you more meaningfully. And so I have decided that I'm going to open up some one-on-one coaching sessions for free 99 with some of my most loyal and enthusiastic listeners. I'm very excited to do this. I feel like the success of our Katie Coach LLC business enterprise allows me to have flexibility to do this kind of thing and really connect with you where you are. So who is this for? One, women of color faculty in academic medicine or public health. That's who this is for. Number two, you have not been a coaching client of Get That Grant or any of our other offerings. Number three, you love this podcast and rock with it. Okay. So if that is you and you are interested in potentially being able to schedule with me a one-on-one coaching session free, then this is what I'd love you to do. I'd love you to reflect on this podcast episode you just listened to and consider what is your top takeaway? What was your big aha moment in listening to this? And why does that matter to you? And what you're going to do is post that answer, your top takeaway for the podcast, why it was important to you. Make sure that you include the podcast number and the title of the podcast. Post that either on Twitter or Instagram and tag me. You have to tag me because if you don't tag me, then I'm not going to know that you did this. So then you can't be entered to win the one-on-one coaching session. So you're going to tag me with your top takeaway on Twitter or Instagram, post it along with the episode number and name, and that will enter you into a drawing for a free coaching session with me. I am going to do more than one and I'm going to do this more than once. So I would recommend strongly that you consider the math and, you know, adjust your efforts accordingly. (laughs) But like all jokes aside, I am really excited about this. I'm excited to connect with you all that I haven't had a chance to. I'm very clear. Like I understand that our coaching offerings are what we call high ticket programs. They're expensive. They're not cheap because you know what? They weren't designed to be. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that everybody can access them. So You might fall into that category. You might just fall into a category of like, I don't really know what this is about, but these podcasts are really hitting and helping me. And so if you do, and you're a woman of color faculty in academic medicine or public health, then follow the instructions and hopefully I'll get to connect with you soon. All right, take care.